sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Play it. The Cubs win the World Series. You are locked on Cubs. Your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. But we didn't come here to drink beer. We came here to win this ball game. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I said to the Uber boy, I said, take me out with the crowd. What's going on, Cubs fans? You are listening to Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Sean Sears, and on today's show, it is part two of our NL Central crossover roundtable, whatever you want to call it. We bring the five NL Central hosts on the Lockdown Network, being Jake Mastriani, the Lockdown Brewers, Ethan Smith, the Lockdown Pirates, Jeff Carr from Lockdown Reds, and Lucas Smith from Lockdown Cardinals, who we'll actually be talking to tomorrow, actually Wednesday, um, for our weekly crossover episodes that we'll be doing here throughout spring training. Um, but we talked with the four of those guys and myself, obviously, um, just kind of breaking down this entire NL Central episode. We're going to get more specific in our crossover episodes each Wednesday. They're going to be coming forward here for the foreseeable future, at least right now. Um, but this was just kind of more of an overview, just kind of get a feel of what each of these teams have kind of gone through this offseason because like the Cubs, a lot of these teams like just haven't really didn't feel like anyone really picked a direction, decided what they were doing outside of like the Cardinals obviously acquired Nolan Arenado, but the rest of this, you know, I guess division all kind of, I guess, collectively maybe took a step back, you could say. Um, So we get their thoughts on who could be coming up. Obviously, we heard about the Pirates and the Brewers prospects that were coming up. We're going to talk with Jeff Carr, Lucas Smith about some of the prospects of the Cardinals. I'm going to give my thoughts on some of the guys for the Cubs here in this part of part two of our show. And then we will have uh, after that some of our win total projections and maybe some big uh, one kind of bold prediction we're making for the offseason here for each or for the season for each one of these teams. So uh, it's a good conversation. It these guys are fun. And like we talked about throughout the show, it's just fun to have a full slate of teams. Usually we're missing a, a Pirates or a Brewers host. Um, the Car- Cardinals host has changed a couple times. It's nice to have people who are there and 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 can be here to cover this team. And we don't have to put together, I don't have to put together a Pirates preview for the uh, <laughs> for the preseason because I, you know, I don't watch the Pirates very well. All I could tell you is that, yeah, they're missing guys. Um so it was great. It's great to have a guy like Ethan Smith, who's really on top of the Pirates and the prospects. He listed off a bunch of guys in the first part of the show. If you're not, if you missed that first part, please go check it out. You can it's the episode before this, obviously. But um, we talk a little bit about the prospects as well as uh, just kind of introduce what we think is going on for this team, the direction, the arrow that each team is pointing. So, but without further rambling, here is part two of our NL Central crossover episode. Hey, Lockdown fans, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real updates on odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use the mobile app device to sign up today and receive 50% off on a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. Um, well, we'll shift over to, to Jeff Carr. What's next for, for, the, uh, for the Reds in terms of prospects? 
a lot of pitching. Uh, Hunter Green and Nick Ladello are the closest so far as pitching is concerned. There's a couple of hitters. I mean, obviously, Tyler Stevenson is going to start the year in the major league, so I almost don't even consider him on the prospect list anymore, although he is yeah. still rookie eligible and stuff like that. But, I mean, he's definitely going to be the biggest impact bat coming out of the minor leagues for the Reds. Other than that, you've got some guys who – are not really forgotten, but they've done some stuff that kind of made them invisible for at least more than a year. And part of that has to do with the Reds reorganizing their entire developmental management staff over the last couple of years, because we saw the failures that was the Reds attempt at a rebuild that started back in 2015. And it just, it's, it's gone absolutely nowhere. So they've had to restart a lot of stuff. The closest to the majors, I think, is Nick Ladello. And then you've got some guys who people forgot about, like Tony Santion. Uh, you've got a Jonathan India that if he impresses probably early on in the season, we'll see at some point this year. But there's no real, like, superstar, like, going to grab you. Like, in a couple of years, the Reds are going to be on top with this guy in the system. There's a lot of intriguing names, but... I mean, I mean, you look at Austin Hendrick, who was their first round pick last year. He's got a big bat, big power. We'll see if he can get the contact going in actual game situations because he didn't get a chance to play in any games last year. And then you've got Reese Hines, who has come onto everybody's radar over the last uh, the winter ball era and the fall and, and all that good stuff. But for the most part, he's still got a lot of questions, too. So you're not really sure what you got at the top end uh, or past the top end of this prospect list that is green Lodolo, uh, maybe Tyler Stevenson, if you want to include him. And then uh, you're looking at like, you know, Jonathan India or something like that. Yeah. You know, you can never have too much pitching so the pitching there is good. So um, I'm going to go ahead and, and skip Sean. I'm going to go first instead of Sean, but um, um, in terms of prospects <laughs> for the Cardinals, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of with you, Jeff, on in terms of like, don't consider him a prospect anymore because he's going to make the major league team. That's Dylan, Dylan Carlson. He's still ranked number one yeah. in terms of on the prospect board, but he's going to be the starting probably right fielder. Um, so beyond him, you've got the, the name of Matthew Librator, who everybody knows came over from the Randy Rosarena trade before Randy Rosarena lost his mind in October. Um, and then who might make the, the, the staff out of spring training. He's got to pitch really well. and Everybody else has pitched really bad for that to happen, but there's a chance. And then beyond that, you've got Nolan Gorman, who's been the top third base prospect for, um, for a long time, but now with Nolan Arenado, he's been actually taking uh, infield practice at second base. So you, you've got him that that could see a delayed um, a delayed jump now because he's transitioning to a different position. Um, and then beyond him, you've got a, a lot of guys that are going to be twenty twenty two and three and beyond. Ivan Herrera, they're really high on as a catcher, um, who they're seeing as like this Kisner guy is going to start next year and be like the bridge between the Yadier Molina era and the Ivan Herrera era. Um, cause they're really high on Ivan Herrera as a catcher. Um, but, but, but beyond that, they've still got, um, Elujuis Montero, who's a third base prospect and Jordan Walker, who they drafted as a third baseman that again, that's, that's four or five years down the road, but they're really top heavy on their prospects. I mean, you, you might be able to find a, a, a gem down the line a little bit, but they're, they're really high on Liberator Gorman and Carlson who, who still is considered a prospect. So, um, so that's the Cardinal situation, but Sean, what about the Cubs? 
Yeah, their their prospect system's probably uh, a lot of these guys are, are 2023, 2024. Um, the the two guys that they're really key on, maybe a third guy too, would be like Edward Elzale, who uh, who got a real shot at the rotation last year. Looks like he's probably gonna be the fourth or fifth starter this year for the Cubs. Um, and then you look at Bradley Marquez, who's probably the best pitching prospect the Cubs have developed since the Theo Epstein era kind of started, and it's like ended, but not really. It's the same regime, just. Jed Hoyer's in charge now. Um, it's their first real pitcher that they developed, and they're really excited about him. They got to see him in the last game of the season last year against the White Sox, and he looked really good for two batters. He struck out Jose Abreu, which was awesome. And then the <laughs> Cubs were up, I think, like 12-2, to two, and he gave up eight runs in two-thirds of an inning. Um, so he that. kind of imploded. A little bit, little bit of a nerve sort of situation, but he's a guy we're really paying attention to. Has really plus stuff, triple-digit fastball with a slider that comes in at like 94 miles an hour. Insane break. He's, he's filled he needs to learn his control though so he'll probably end up in single double a next this year and maybe have a chance to make this roster the cubs need a postseason maybe september call type of move um the only bat they really have right now that's probably really close to being major league ready is brennan davis he's kind of doing a similar situation where he's up with spring training right now but he's just kind of a part of the workouts or whatnot he was part of the satellite team last year um he's a guy that could make an impact this year probably will be a starter next year i would guess assuming doc peterson um doesn't stay around much longer after one year i would assume mm-hmm. davis probably steps into one of those outfield roles um but in terms of everything else they got a, a handful of guys for pr- prospects from the u darvish trade that they really like um one of the best names out of there is reggie perciato uh i think it's a switch hitting shortstop who uh will probably get moved over to the third base but a lot of these guys just haven't had a ton of like we talked to major league experience i think the cubs are going to get a better idea of what this system looked like in the next few months, mm-hmm. uh, especially with like some of their prospects, like Ed Howard was their first pick last year and he hasn't played baseball since like, I think like May of 2019, he didn't play his senior season at Mount Carmel Hill in Illinois. So um, there's a lot of guys the Cubs just aren't sure about. So it would be crazy to see the Cubs system maybe shoot up a little bit, but that could very well happen with some of the guys they got from the Padres, as well as like some of these guys getting better grades now that we've seen them in a minor league system. So mm-hmm. it's probably not a lot coming this year, but future the cubs at least restock them that farm system hoping for some top 100 players coming down the line yeah, yeah. and i wanted to you guys were asking for the next next devin williams i wanted to give you a name and i kind of didn't want to throw it out there because i'm in a deep fantasy draft and i don't want anybody stealing him but uh, <laughs> that's fair <laughs> uh, drew, drew asmusen he's a guy that came up last year and got kind of a cup of coffee he's a guy that if he fully, you know, commits to the bullpen role, he's been kind of a starter in the minors. But if they fully turn him into a bullpen guy, he's got closer stuff and closer potential. And I think he's going to start the year in the Brewers bullpen. So uh, Drew Asmussen, he's a guy that keep an eye on is perhaps the next big bullpen ace for the Brewers. I like marking that down. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to get struck out 12 times by the yeah. bullpen by the Brewers again. Yeah. But, I like it, but I also am very terrified of that name for now, for now until forever. But right, <laughs> right. I don't know if anybody so else... when he gets called out, when he gets called out of the bullpen, go get another beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else like plays out of the park baseball. It's just like PC on on online game that you can like be general manager or whatever. I have before. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, like hearing some of the names you mentioned, like Jake, you mentioned Garrett Anderson, Sean, um, Brendan Davis, and like me playing way too long into like 2020. Yeah. Like, nine, and like seeing those names and like recognizing them from this conversation. It, it's just kind of weird and, and you know, a fun little side tangent from, from the 20 year old here. But um, <laughs> the other question I think it's going to be interesting. I want everybody to, to, so we can go around, we can go the same order that we started in. Um, I want your, your projection for the win total for your team and then a bold prediction. And go as bold as you want, but a bold prediction for your team in 2021. So, Ethan, what, you, you can kick us off and be as bold as you want here. 
So as far as win total, I'm not going to be bold with you. Probably like 50 to, 50 to maybe a max 70 wins. I'd say the max is 70. So like that's, but I, in real, like realistic terms, like 62 to 70 wins. As far as bold predictions go, I already did say I think Key Brian Hayes is going to win Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to double down on it and say he also wins Gold Glove at third base in the National League this year. Not Silver Slugger because I don't think his bat is going to be as consistent as it was over 85 at-bats in 162 games. But if there's one thing I know about Key Brian Hayes is the kid can play defense, mm-hmm. and I think that he's going to do it very well. I like it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely he's, think he's got he's competition. Fun. Yeah, he is. I think the rookie of the year one isn't as bold. I think he's got competition at rookie of the year with, with Dylan Carlson, but but we'll see how that goes. Um, Wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Either way. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there's a good shot of the rookie of the year coming out of the NL Central. But but Sean, what's your win total and what's your bold prediction? Uh, I think the Cubs are going to come in around 88, 89 wins. I think they might overperform a little bit. Um, I would say that's that's probably their ceiling i think i mean if this team doesn't hit and they do I, like they could easily trade play pieces at the deadline they're very much looking at the bottom line right now um something crazy could happen like that but honestly my my bold prediction is that they're going to extensions done with javier Baez and chris bryan wow i think they're both going to get resigned uh it's not like i know chris bryan has pushed really hard these last few weeks to try and start some conversations with the cubs again they're going to approach both like their four core guys being rizzo bryant Contreras, and bias at, at spring training it sounds like steam was already picking up for bias and his extension that makes sense he's super marketable here in chicago his jersey since he was a stay. rookie yeah, he did just mention yesterday he wants to be a Cub for life. And a lot of these guys have said this, but I think Brian going through the pandemic, having a kid during the pandemic too, as well as getting married the last couple of years, he's just, I think, really very much looking for security. He wants to play baseball for as long as he can, but he wants to make sure he's got a few beyond that. I don't really see him wanting to uproot his family and going other places. He's from Vegas originally, and that's where they live. But um, if I had to pick one thing, I think Chris Bryant extends. In terms of on-the-field production, though, I will say my bold prediction is that Jock Peterson can be an everyday player. All right. The Pirates to get him so bad. <laughs> yeah, he would have been an awesome fit there. Um, plus, that would have been a sweet ballpark to see him in those. Those uh, I love those Pirate – um what's it those pirate away jerseys that they've got the curse of riding on those are so those cool are i don't know why pittsburgh didn't do that soon they need but yeah it would have been cool to see yellows. jock in a jersey like that all yellow and honestly all i'm yellow. up for it 79 yeah uh, i go back and forth in the all yellow stuff but i don't know i i'm fine with like one-off okay, jerseys on, like that. that all yellow versus all blue wouldn't be awesome lucas that's the all, all blue that color rush versus the all yeah. yellows come on now. yeah color rush the mlb <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff Carr, what's your win? What's your win projection and your and your bold prediction? So here's the thing: they're they're one and the same. Although the the bold prediction is going to be multifaceted, but the win prediction is 86 because right now I think logically they're going to win between 77 and 83 games. I think they make up the gap, and I think there's a couple of guys that perform out of their socks. They win 86 games and. David Bell gets an extension because they make the playoffs and they win like, you know, maybe the wild card round or something like that, because right now he's going into a contract year. And if you ask 10 Reds fans, what they think about David Bell, you're going to get 10 different answers because nobody knows, nobody has any clue what they're thinking about the manager right now. I think this is the year that he holds down at least a contract extension. They keep him, they keep Derek Johnson, all that good stuff. They keep it rolling. And one more, 
And uh, we'll see what you think about this. But uh, I think Eugenio Suarez is going to finish the year as the best third baseman in the division. Wow. That, that, that's extremely bold. I feel like you've got two or three guys on this podcast right now that can challenge you on that. Eugenio Suarez. Yeah. I do love Suarez. Hopefully at least one more. I will say I do like Suarez, but he's no Arnado. I'm just going to say that there. So, uh, Jake, (laughs) what's your prediction or uh, projection and bold, bold projection? Yeah, unfortunately, the Brewers are the one team in the division that won't be pushing you for the best third baseman in baseball unless they (laughs) they make another move here. But, um, and I've done a win projection podcast and a bold prediction podcast. So make sure you check that out on Lockdown (laughs) Brewers. Um, Little plug there. But uh, I got, I got the Brewers winning uh, 80, 86 games this year, which I think is might be good enough to win the division um, still. Um, But I think that's a pretty, pretty safe pick for the Brewers. Obviously, if all their, like I said earlier, if all the lineup bounces back to their norms and and Burns and Woodruff stay healthy top the rotation, they could possibly go beyond that. But I think I think 86 is a pretty safe win projection total for them right now. As far as bowl predictions, again, I did uh, just posted my bowl predictions podcast yesterday. Um, mine was that Luis Rice is going to win the job at shortstop. And that's more so just because I believe that's what the Brewers want to happen. It seems like that's what they want to happen. Uh, but going beyond that, another just big one for the Brewers. I think Kesson here is going to bounce back and, you know, hit 30 plus home runs this year. I think he's going to have a, a big year. Um, went back and looked at the, you know, the tape a lot from last year. And a lot of it was just timing. And that's just so hard to overcome in a shortened 2020 season. You don't get a normal spring training. You get off to a slow start. And again, just like like a lot of the other Brewers hitters, they just seem to be pressing, knowing that they got off to bad starts and couldn't recover. I think Keston's somebody, he's just too good of a hitter to be as bad as he was last year. Yeah, he's going to strike out a lot, but as, you know he's more so of a 270, 280 hitter. And I think he has the power potential to hit 30-plus home runs. Where's he yeah, going to play with Wallace? I, I was saying it. He, they're yeah, moving him to first base. First? He's okay. Gonna, really? First okay. Base. So that's the that's only thing fit. that does – that's the only thing that does scare me a little bit about it is that he's going to be learning a new position. So I don't know how that's going to affect him at the plate. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, eventually, you know, when the DH does come, he's going to be the perfect, you know, DH I was going to say, Brewers, but yeah, <laughs> that I was watching the Brewers play last year. I was like, man, this guy's a DH is exactly what you want. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got, he's not awful in the field, but yeah, if you 30 home runs to put on your, like in your lineup, especially for the Brewers who have a hard time mm. finding those type of guys, like, yeah. Yeah, that's not a dude I want to see face with Christian yeah. Yelich in the lineup very often. <laughs> Craig Council basically said the other day in spring training that he still had his fingers crossed for the DH because they just have a ton of <laughs> ton of DHs yeah. on their team right now. They still got Daniel Vogelbach that's just sitting there. They don't that's know what right. to do with him. That's right, Dan Vogelbach. Yeah, <laughs> holy so crap. Forgot about like him. Council's like, maybe they'll throw it in there at the last second like they did with the extended playoffs last right, year. We'll, right. we'll make rule changes on opening day because that's what MLB apparently does. So <laughs> They're good yeah. at it. Hey guys, Sean Sears here from Locked On Cubs to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is one of the best tasting protein bars I've ever had. I know I talk to you guys about this all the time, but Built Bar is not only one of the best tasting protein bars with flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. It's a new one I've been trying. Uh, those are all new flavors, but they've got their original flavors too, like peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie. I love mint brownie. That's been my breakfast of choice the last couple of years, or a couple of years, a couple of months now. But the bars are 100% covered in chocolate, super easy to chew soft but the best thing about them is they're healthy they're great for the health conscious guy uh, losing weight whether that's losing maintaining weight 
it's a nice treat to indulge yourself with. They're low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein. It's great for the keto diet if you're trying to lose weight during uh, quarantine here right now. But take, for instance, the uh, cherry baraka, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. That is incredibly healthy for you, is good for you, obviously, but also tastes really good. It's a nice snack to have throughout the day. It's better than me chewing on like, I don't know, a donut. I'm a big fan of goldfish and chips and crackers. It's nice to be able to just eat one of these protein bars. I'm relatively full. I don't snack throughout the day and I'm ready to eat dinner later on in the day. It's nice. I don't spoil my meal and my girlfriend doesn't get mad at me when I don't want to eat the dinner she just made. But <laughs> Built Bar has the promo code locked on to get yourself 20% off your next order. So you head to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You save yourself 20% off your next order of Built Bars. They're delicious, they're nutritious, they're easy to bring anywhere on the go, great snack for work from home. Head to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, save yourself 20% off, and give these guys a shout-out. They've been doing awesome work for the Lockdown Network and are making some of the best protein bars you'll ever have. The, the DH would also be a good one for, for the shirt I'm wearing. It, it's got to be the salsa uh, from from whenever Carpenter <laughs> went unconscious. So he would also be a nice fit for the DH as well. But um, in order for, for uh, or in terms of my win projection, Bet Online I think has their over under like 87 and a half, and I'm like probably overly excited. So I, I, I I'm gonna take the over um, if if I'm a betting man, and I'm gonna it, it, I know. I'm going to go 92 wins. I'm going to go way over. I'm going to set the Cardinals overperform 92. This offense has a lot of question marks. I understand that. But I'm really looking forward to what Harrison Bader does in the outfield as well as Tyler O'Neill. I think Carlson continues his second call-up stretch from last year. And I think the Cardinals break the 90-win plateau. It's not a guarantee. I think that that's probably the ceiling is 90, 92. Um, I don't think this is a 95 win team by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but if everybody can stay healthy and everybody performs to the way that I think they can, um, especially in the outfield, I really do like their chances. And my bold prediction is going to be about the new acquisition. My bold prediction is Nolan Arnauto wins the MVP. I, I think oh. that, you know, despite leaving Colorado in his first year, I know that that, that, that has a lot of uh, storylines to it. I think Arnauto has just fallen in love with St. Louis from what I've seen or read and watched, his swing looks like it was pre-2020. Really excited for what Arnauto can do and when he's got solid protection and Goldschmidt um, as well. Um, I think he's going to do big things. I, I think my bold prediction is MVP, Nolan Arnauto, 2021. As the best third baseman in the division. <laughs> Throw that in there. Gonna say, it's going to be hard to do as the second best third baseman. <laughs> <laughs> The second best there, baseman. It's also funny too because I've had an article pulled up the whole time about like NL Central predictions and stuff, and this one literally has every team in the division being under 500, and the Cardinals winning the division at 79 and 80. That's, so, I mean, those predictions are no. I'm like sorry. I mean, no, like, no, like it's, crazy. it's crazy though because it's 79 and 83 for the Cardinals, 77 and 85 for the Brewers, 76 and 86 for the Cubs, and 75 and 87 for the Reds. So they're separated by five. No, no way. Like, are, are those Pakoda? So they would just. Yeah. Oh, this is from MLB.com. Those are MLB doc. Yeah. Those are yeah. Pakoda. I know had like, for whatever reason, Pakoda loved the Cubs, despite them looking yeah. like they have garbage <laughs> pitching. I was like, what? 85 wins. Like you gave yeah. us 79 last year. We had you Darvish. Like what is going on? <laughs> I think those projections. Yeah. The well, we love... Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, here's the thing. We love to take, we love to talk crap about our own division, but whenever other people talk crap about our division, they don't know. They don't understand. <laughs> they don't get it. We've they got don't know, man. Pride, yeah. man. We've got pride in our division. 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that being said, I, I just picked the Cubs to win 89 games, and they're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> so, well, I think uh, – did you guys have any other things before we wrapped up? Any other last little uh, comments before we close out the show today? Well, the other thing to mention, aren't the NL Central's lined up with the AL Central and in interleague play this year, right? So, uh, I mean, the AL Central is not exactly a powerhouse either. So, No, the White Sox point. look really good, but – Beyond that, I mean, the Indians took take a step back. Twins are kind of a toss up. The Royals and Tigers both Our bad, Royals so that's Tigers, that's a yeah. huge plus. But yeah, I mean, even just like the, the division playing each other, there's no we're not going to have three teams with 79 wins. Like there's no. going to be a team that yeah. beats up on another team. So, and I will say that baseball is baseball is an incredibly hard sport to protect. So I'm not trying to like hate on the, the the people who work there or whatever. So it is a hard thing to do. But at the same time no like someone's gonna get hot yeah, and someone's com- gonna like common sense dictates yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah but no that's a good point jake about the division i didn't think about that and that is, that is a good point yeah well we are excited if you guys uh, haven't heard we will be doing some crossover shows later this week as well where we get more specific with each teams i know it sounds like jeff and ethan already have some plans for uh debating who has some better food at the ballparks or whatnot <laughs> i uh from what i, I mean since he's food at the ballpark is legendary status to me at this point so Have i'm excited to try that out brother sandwich sir i've not no oh, honestly with how nice pittsburgh's that. field is i i wouldn't be surprised especially the food in pittsburgh's always good so i mean i mean guys i i will come to all your brooks and try your food not i even, know not even <laughs> for manny's manny sanguian has his own barbecue in center field is he really yeah that's, that's why so if you ever cool watch pyre games on, like if you ever watch pyre games if your guy mm-hmm. hits a home run out of pnc park in center field you see a bunch of smoke coming up from the big green wall really there, he's grilling <laughs> that's awesome well guys if you haven't yet make sure you're following all of our hosts on twitter you can follow jake mastriani uh the host of the lockdown brewers show at shortstop ball ethan smith host of our lockdown pirate show at mvp ethan jeff Carr, host of lockdown reds at jeff with two f's car with two r's and then lucas smith you can follow him at lj fastball he's our host for lockdown cardinals show but we are excited for the season like jeff said at the top we've got a full slate of guys who are covering these teams now for the, i think the first time in the lockdown network history so it's gonna be fun to have everyone working together talking to each other and obviously uh, making fun of everyone's teams because <laughs> what else are we gonna do if not that so but keep an eye out for more specific crossover shows later this week as the lockdown i think the entire lockdown mlb network's doing crossover shows Mm-hmm. every wednesday for the for the foreseeable future so keep an eye on that on wednesdays but uh i'm sean sears i forgot to say myself i host the lockdown cubs show you can follow me on twitter at sean r sears but thanks for tuning in everyone and of course check out for uh more shows here on the lockdown network all right that will do it here for today's episode of locked on cubs that is the end of our nl central crossover massive like crossover show between the five hosts but we will be having another crossover episode this wednesday and every wednesday going forward this week it's lucas smith so we'll be talking with the locked on cardinals host as we get his thoughts on this cardinals team we've talked to a little bit about the uh, about the cardinals throughout the offseason but we're gonna i think focus a little bit about what we think each team's weaknesses and share what we think each of our team's strengths are i think that's a good point to just kind of see where other teams are gauging them and i obviously hear from lucas what he thinks of my thoughts you know share our thoughts on what he says about our weakest points and see if we agree on those things so um it'll be fun lucas is a, a really smart guy and the best part about lucas is he's actually a twin and his brother is a card is a cubs fan so he's very familiar with cubs we talked about len casper a bunch he's excited about Luke Shiambi. um it'll be fun to talk with lucas 
So keep an eye out for that on Wednesday. And then I should be talking with Ryan Davies either Thursday or Friday, but we will have a podcast with him later this week to kind of recap the first week of spring training here officially getting kicked off for the Cubs. But that is our show. We appreciate you guys sticking around as always. Make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star review. When you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Cubs. It will play the most recent episode and show you all of our other great content as well. Um, one other thing too here about our episode listings, I'm going to be changing them a little bit. I just got word from Locked On that I've been labeling them incorrectly in uh, iTunes. So if you're seeing some wonkiness with how the episodes are laid out, please let me know. Um, I am making changes though, so it might look a little weird if you listen to your podcast on uh apple so just keep an eye out for that but that'll be fixed shortly and will be it <laughs> allowing us to just format all those episodes a little more cleanly it's kind of a mess in there there so i apologize but you guys enjoy the rest of your tuesday and as always go cubs <laughs>